0: Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin.
1: What's going on with the Miami Dolphins without Tua by Loa, But certainly to a much larger extent because Lamar Jackson's that much better of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Ravens have little to no chance without him on Sunday. No shot. What? No <laughs> shot. Sunday they play Sunday. No shot.
2: They? Carlin, they're averaging twelve points per game since Lamar Jackson has been out, from the Denver Broncos game on where Lamar Jackson got hurt. They're averaging. 12 points per game. You can't win in the NFL when your offense is that anemic. No. You have no shot. Especially against this explosive offense with the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Well, there's a much larger question at work here. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. The Dr. Pepper call-in line. We will hear from you later this hour. Canty... I really don't think the more we see how this is unfolding, I really don't believe we're going to see Lamar Jackson play for the Baltimore Ravens again. Mm. You, I, I'll be honest, you kind of started me on this train here the last couple of days. Okay. Because we have seen how it played out when they were talking about a contract in the offseason, it didn't happen. We understand that the number is 230, and that's where you start in terms of guaranteed money. Oh, it's going to be more, not more. It's going to
2: be more, yeah. Yeah,
1: and the Ravens have not been willing to do that at all. And we find Lamar Jackson the last couple of weeks on the bench, and it certainly does not sound like he's going to play this week. Here's John Harbaugh. Uh, at his press conference on the topic.
0: As long as he's safe and healthy and can play, it's for any player. It's not really just any particular player. I mean, any player goes out there, and if he's sa- healthy and safe and it's not going to do any damage to an injury, any player you know, plays and does what he can to the level that he can in that situation.
1: But as long as he's healthy and safe, what is Lamar telling them at that point about how he's feeling? How much more, and it's not saying that he's malingering. What it's saying is, You should have signed him to a long-term contract because no matter what the situation is, this topic would not be a big topic today. We would be expecting to see Lamar Jackson on Sunday night if he had already signed a long-term deal with the the Baltimore Ravens.
2: Yeah, what it comes down to is a player being more willing to lay it on the line if he has the long-term financial security he's looking for. And Lamar Jackson is in a true contract year with – an opportunity to go into true free agency in 2023. Why would you jeopardize that by going out there with a compromised knee with the PCL injury he suffered back against the Denver Broncos several weeks ago? Why why would you go out there and put yourself in harm's way and potentially devalue yourself by injury or poor performance? It just doesn't make any sense from the bar standpoint. What the Ravens told him earlier this offseason, this past offseason, we don't think you're worth what you think you're worth. Why, if you're Lamar, would you go out there when you're not 100% and potentially jeopardize your long-term health and your prospects of being able to capitalize on your skill set? It just doesn't make sense. Now, Carlin, this is the rare instance that we've seen over the last month and a half where a player has actually gained more leverage and proven his value to a franchise by not being on the field. Think about that. Like, most of the time, we're talking about players needing to prove it to teams. We call it prove-it seasons. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out here and prove it in a contract year, and then you're going to reward me for it. Well, Lamar Jackson has essentially proven it by sitting on the bench and allowing Tyler Huntley or Snoop Brown to step in, and the Ravens offense has looked absolutely abysmal. There are the numbers right there. I mean, 24 points a game when he's in the lineup. 13 points a game when he's out of the lineup. So, I mean, there, there is there is no ambiguity with that. No. That is the evidence. You've had the control. You've got the experiment with Lamar Jackson with this. Without him, we're that. We're not a championship contending team without Lamar Jackson. And here's the other thing, Carlin. You just paid Roquan Smith $100 million. Yep. Made him the highest paid linebacker in NFL history. Why the Ravens do that? Because this is going down the road of them having to franchise tag Lamar Jackson. That's mm-hmm. why they did it. And to me, that is the most disrespectful thing they can do to Lamar. And here's why. Contract negotiations broke down this past summer. Lamar said, you know what? That's not going to keep me from going out there and putting it on the line for my teammates. I don't have financial security going into week one, but I'm still going to be there for the organization in hopes that we can accomplish what we set out to do at the beginning of the offseason, which is compete for a championship. Okay, I got dinged up against the Denver Broncos. I think that was week 12 or whatever it was. Now, you want me to go out there when I'm not 100% while you're preparing to franchise tag me by locking up Roquan Smith and making sure you don't have to franchise him. I- I'm sorry. There's a level of disrespect that the Ravens and Eric DeCosta. And, and Steve Bashotti are operating with toward Lamar Jackson, that is offensive to me. It ain't even my money, Carlin, uh-huh. and I'm pissed off about it because this is not the way you treat a guy that's won an MVP and really, I don't know, he, he, he has transformed how we look at the quarterback position in terms of how you have success playing international football well Chris it's not
1: only asking him to go out there and do it when he's not a hundred percent without the long-term deal but what happens with Lamar if he doesn't play well it's going to be used against him it's going to be used against him there's no question about it so there's not much to talk about in 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 this case look I know fans get frustrated with players because you see situations like this and you think that the Frankly, I have no other way of putting it. The stupid fan thought, if I go out there and play for free, if I had uh, the skills that he had. No, you wouldn't. Because you'd be pretty stupid to do it. And this guy has an opportunity to earn a quarter of a billion dollars. That's like
2: having a winning Mega Millions ticket. Yeah. Why Why would you do any? Why would you do anything but go straight to the lotto office when you have that ticket? You wouldn't do anything. I mean, you're not, oh, well, I got to go see my aunt in in the Pocono. You wouldn't do anything, Carlin. No, I'm not going to visit friends. (laughs) I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going straight to the lotto office (laughs) with a winning ticket to redeem my $250 million. (laughs) That is what Lamar Jackson is doing right now. He's got a lotto ticket in his pocket, and he's going to cash it. Now, whether that's with the Baltimore Ravens or whether that's with another— other team that star for a quarterback that part remains to be seen but what he's gonna get paid ain't up for question no 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 I'll just take the lottery
1: ticket and use it as a coaster (laughs) I mean that's that's basically what you're saying That's what you're saying it's ridiculous Uh, look ultimately for the Ravens this week I mean you know how I feel about their defense anyway I'm not as high on it as you are I won't deny that Roquan Smith's a great player yeah but
2: and Roquan Smith is worth its money. I, I don't want to say. Oh no, this to, doesn't have to do with that. It, 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 yeah. He's worth his money. The absolutely, Ravens, the Ravens absolutely should have paid. Absolutely. Played but I wanted to be clear in the timing of it all. Yeah, they're paying him to get it out of the way to free up the franchise tag because Roquan Smith was another impending well, free agent. Chris, if
1: they franchise him, Lamar Jackson's played his final game as a Raven because I don't. They're not going to give him what he wants because they're going to use it against him. No matter how this plays out. And he's going to end up somewhere else. And if that's the case, if – see, what I will be very interested in is will they be willing to work with him at that point as to where he wants to go if they're going to make a trade. And let's say it's Miami. If the Dolphins want him. Do they have enough to make the trade?
2: Well, what's their alternative if they don't work with him, though, Carlin? Because he doesn't have to sign the franchise tag. That's the thing that people keep glossing over. Uh-huh. He does not have to sign the franchise tag. So, in effect, he is not under contract. They still control his rights. But if he doesn't sign the franchise tag, that's a $30-plus 1000000 cap hold for the Ravens going into the 2023 offseason. And that's a team that has other business that
1: they have to take care of. What if you're the Ray? I mean, is it going to be Lamar sitting there saying, hey, uh, I'm not going to go play for whomever you know needs a quarterback in the in the
2: worst way. I'm not going to go play for the Houston Texans. Yeah, I'm not going to the New York Jets. Yeah, I'm they're, not going to one of those. I'm not. I'm not doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and if they're if that's the best deal that you have, and the Jets can't sign him, then the, you're not going to be
2: able to get that deal well, done. He, well, here's the thing. It, 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 I have a hard time believing. There's always a number. That, well, there's, there's always, always a, number. a number. But just look, think back to what the Deshaun Watson yeah, negotiation. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to Cleveland. Oh, I'm going to Cleveland. Well, not even that, Carlin. think about how many teams were in on it. There were four teams in on Deshaun Watson, and he had to make the final call on where he wanted to go. The compensation was about the same. It's going to be similar with Lamar because it's a 25-year-old MVP that's won a road playoff game. He's going to have options. There's going to be a team that's saying, we don't have a problem paying you $50 million a year. We don't have a problem guaranteeing the whole contract. You know why? Because that's the world that we live in now after Deshaun Watson. Yesterday's price ain't today's price. If the Baltimore Ravens didn't want to go down this road, then they should have paid Lamar Jackson before the Deshaun Watson deal happened. They didn't, and now you have to deal with those ramifications and what could complicate things even further this offseason is is if Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow get contracts too. Because you know those are going to be $250 million. Oh, absolutely. You know those deals are going to be completely guaranteed. So good luck trying to follow those guys. Because Lamar is going to want more than the latest quarterback to get paid.
1: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. We've got a couple of calls up. Let's hit those at 888-SAY-ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Scott in Orlando is up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Scott, what do you think about Lamar? Hey,
3: guys. Well, uh, listen, first of all, much respect to both of you. I, lo- I love your show. But you know, I ate a late lunch today, and, and, Carla, when I heard you say that if they franchise tag him, he'll never play in Baltimore again, I nearly threw that up all over my Jeep. Um, <laughs> that, 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 is, that is a horrific thought. As a Ravens fan, I grew up in Baltimore. I, I do love the Roquan deal. Um, I, I think had they have tried to franchise tag him, it may have been a little more complicated. I think if he would have hit free agency, he would have gone for more money somewhere else. Uh, let me say this, the timing of the Lamar injury – a little sketchy, but there are some doctors out there that, have, that you know that have been on NFL, have been on ESPN, that have said it's a four to six week injury, and we're at about thirty-six uh, I, I days don't, right hey, now. Hey, hang so on really? a second
1: though. Let's not say that the timing of the injury is sketchy because let's not make this out like he's not hurt. Yeah. He's hurt. What he's saying though is. I'm not going to be back out there until I am 100%. Otherwise, if I go
2: out there and play poorly, you're going to use it against me. Yeah, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. I don't think Lamar Jackson is injured. I think he's hurt. But why would you go out there if you're not 100% in his situation when you don't have financial security beyond this season? You would not. You would not. And that's why we're not going to see him. Scott, what else? This
3: may be the only situation that I I can remember in NFL history where a player has helped his his financial future by being injured because it's obvious they cannot win uh, these competitive games without him. And for those Ravens fans, A while ago, the armchair quarterbacks that were saying, let him walk. Tyler Huntley is better. They should never be allowed into M&T Bank Stadium to watch a football game again. Yeah, those Raven fans aren't
1: Ravens fans. Those Raven fans are Steelers fans wearing Ravens fans jerseys undercover. That's what that is. Thanks for the call, Scott. That's
2: a sleeper cell. But I I would push back on it. (laughs) That's not the first time we've seen that. I mean, we saw it in 2020 with Dak Prescott. He got hurt in that New York Giants game. What was that, the fifth game of the season? Uh-huh. And the Cowboys' season went down the tubes. What was the team's record that year? I want to say they were 6-10, and 10, uh-huh. Carlin. I mean, and Jerry Jones had no other choice but to pay Dak Prescott $40 million a year. They couldn't keep playing the franchise tag with him. They had to pay him. And that was an instance where you saw the player's true value to the team's overall success.
1: Dave in Indiana next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Dave, what's up? Guys,
2: love your show. Thanks, bud. If the
4: Ravens franchise tag Lamar Jackson, and he decides he
1: doesn't want to be franchise tagged, could they possibly swing a deal with Houston or the Raiders? Again, he's not going to want to go to Houston. Would he want to go to the Raiders? That might be interesting. Would he want to go back home to Miami?
2: I think that's absolutely like- I think would. that's likely. Yeah, yeah, the problem is it, it,
1: it, they gave up the picks. What did they give up for Tyreek? This year's one. They still have next year's one, right?
2: Well, they had two ones this year. They ended up they forfe- lost. They one. forfeited one because of the tampering scandal, and they right. traded one away for Bradley Chubb. So they have no ones this year. But you can right. trade picks three years out, so they could trade 2024's first-rounder. They could trade 2025's first-rounder. I don't know that they'd be able to put together a package that would be attractive to Baltimore, especially considering it's in the conference. Yeah, that's where uh, you lose me. I don't want him in the conference. But here's the thing. Lamar Jackson will have options, and he's the one that's driving all of this because he has all of the leverage over the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, I I don't
1: know that I want him in the conference either. Ryan, New York, up next on ESPN Radio. Ryan, what's going on? Ryan. Dolphins
2: should give up.
3: Hey, here's a good laugh for you. Why don't the Dolphins call up and see if uh, Ryan
2: Fitzpatrick can come save him? Well, if if Ryan Fitzpatrick's on your team, you know you ain't going to the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, this is true.
1: Thanks for the call. Appreciate you checking in. How about Brandon in Nevada? Let's cleanse the palate with Brandon. What's going on, bud?
5: Hey, how come – and I I get it. I mean, Lamar Jackson is a -a one-of-a-kind talent. But, man, the guy can't stay on the field. I think the window for winning with a guy like him – is very short because it's all it's all dictated by how healthy he can stay. And his style of play, he's going to get hurt repeatedly, and he's shown that. Well, he so was... I think that's part of why the Ravens have held back and not done the deal before like Deshaun Watson's deal because I think that they're
1: kind of scared about that. Well, first of all, they were never going to give him a fully guaranteed deal, and they were ticked off as soon as the Browns did that a couple of years ago. But I, I, I can't sit here and tell you, or agree with you on the notion that he's going to be hurt all the time?
2: Well, I that's look just, at, that's I look just at not true.
1: At, Carlin, that's just not true. I look at last year he missed four games or five games last year. Four games. Uh, but yeah, the, first games, couple of years, games. the first couple of years, Chris, he only missed a handful, maybe no, two no, no, or three. No, no, not a handful.
2: He missed one game. Now, they held him out in one game because their playoff fate had already right. been decided. He didn't play in the regular season finale. He missed one game, and it happened to be the Steelers game where the Ravens lost 14-19. to 19. That was in 2020. Yeah. Carlin, Lamar Jackson. They were thirteen has been, and two. In he's been he's been healthy he his first three years in yeah. the NFL. And what has been the argument? Get Lamar Jackson some help. Rebuild the offensive line around Lamar Jackson. They haven't done a great job of that, Carlin. And so a part of this falls on the franchise. But I'm not going to sit here and say his play style or his skill set is going to mean that he's going to be injury prone for the rest of his career. That's just not true. Uh, is he? What is he? 25. He's 25 years old. I think
1: Stetson Bennett is actually older than he is, or at least close. Yeah, think about that for a second. Jeff, I'm
2: sorry, Lamar just had a birthday. He's twenty-six. Oh, Janu- January okay. January seventh was his birthday. Oh, so happy it's belated a birthday,
1: Lamar. We did it, Jeffrey. Up next in Baltimore, what's going on, Jeffrey?
2: How y'all doing?
1: Are we causing you nightmares right now?
2: Yes, you are. Because uh, stop with all the slander about Baltimore. Lamar's not playing in Baltimore no more. The reality is. He's going to sit out this week because he's hurt. We're going to franchise him and come up with a deal, and we're going to lose this weekend. But he will play in Baltimore after the day.
1: Well, look, the number's $250 million, Jeffrey. Thanks for the call. That's where we're at. The number's $250 million guaranteed, and Steve Bashotti has not shown at all any inclination to go there. So does he go ahead and turn around and trade him for everything that he can get? I think that would be a mistake. I would. Keep, you have a known commodity as a franchise quarterback.
2: But here's the thing that you've done. If you're Baltimore, you, you've alienated your best player. Yeah. Because it's not a matter of such it, a bad tone for the long term. But here's the problem with it, Carlin, with the whole franchise tag thing. Are you going to further irritate Lamar Jackson and keep him from getting the money and the financial security that he's looking for? Because guess what? I got news for Ravens fans. Lamar Jackson gonna get his money no matter where he plays. Yeah. He doesn't have to get it from the Baltimore Ravens. He's going to get it from somebody else. So that franchise tag that you're talking about, it only serves to further create friction between the player and the organization. He gave you an opportunity. Lamar Jackson, Carlin, he did you a solid. He didn't have to go into this season and play. But he did. It was the final year of his rookie. He went into this season and said, I'm going to play the fifth-year option. I'm going to play this thing out even though contract negotiations broke down. He got hurt in week 13 against the Denver Broncos. They want him out there for the playoff game. He's not 100% healthy. I don't blame him for not being out there for that.
1: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, not to mention Series 6M, Channel 80. So, up next, we have to give you more of an opportunity to chime in because, boy, the phones are absolutely lighting up right now. And... There was a GM yesterday who came out and spoke very honestly about his head coach and whether or not that guy's got a chance to stick around. You'll hear it in moments. You're going to want to. Trust me. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
5: But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at lq.com. Canty and Carlin.
1: A lot of you responding right now on Lamar. 888 say ESPN, 888 729 3776. It's Canty and Carlin. On ESPN Radio, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Let's hit Zach in Ohio next on ESPN Radio. Zach, what do you got, bud?
5: Yeah, I got to say, I really respect Lamar as a person. Um, He was willing to play without a locked-up deal on this quote-unquote prove-it type contract. But I really feel the Ravens let him down when they held on to Roman um you you don't know with Lamar as a chairside fan quarterback if he really if he you know cuz the the narrative is is the problem the coaching is the problem his ability as a quarterback or is it a problem of not having talent around him and i think the ravens really kind of let him down in that regard because they put him right back in the same situation in fact they took away his best receiver on draft night. Um, but I think because he is that kind of player, there's a chance he comes back in Baltimore on a franchise year. And the reason why is because I think they need to make some changes around him to kind of really allow him to prove himself. Now you you might not feel he doesn't, he doesn't need to do that. Prove he does himself. have an MVP, won an MVP, but there's a lot of games. He lost the team at the beginning of the year. Uh, he had a strip
2: did stack. He, fumble did he lose did he lose the team those games, or did the defense lose the team those games?
1: Yeah, the the defense you realize has blown fourth quarter leads, double digit fourth quarter leads. What four times this year? Yeah,
2: I, well, mean, I understand that, but
5: when you're you're playing the Giants and you give up points based on turnovers that were directly related to Lamar, and when you play Jacksonville and you can't get enough. any I, touchdowns, I, I can't. I can't I'm sorry, tell-
1: I'm I, I'm sorry, Zach. I can't with this. You, the guy's an MVP. The guy's 26 years old. The guy's a franchise quarterback, and he wants to get paid like other franchise quarterbacks. And while it's not his fault that the Cleveland Browns gave $230 million to a guy that had 24 allegations against him of sexual harassment and sexual assault, he's not wrong for wanting to get at least that in a
2: contract. Can I ask you a question? Has Lamar Jackson proven more in this league than Deshaun Watson? Yeah, a lot more. Has Lamar Jackson proven more in this league than Kyler Murray? Oh, you kidding? Infinitely more. Has Lamar Jackson proven more in this league than Dak Prescott? Oh, yes. So what the hell are we talking about? I don't know what we're talking about. What are we talking about Lamar needs to prove? He'll come back on a franchise tag because he has more to prove to the organization. Stop. He ain't got more to prove to some of these other teams that are fawning over him in order for him to come play quarterback for them. That's the part where fans got to miss me. You're talking from your fan perspective, and you're not living in reality. Why would the player incur more risk if he knows he's going to get a quarter of a billion dollars guaranteed from someone? You just wouldn't. He honored his entire rookie contract, Carlin. He went out there, and he played without financial security beyond 2022, something that most functional franchises don't ask their quarterbacks to do. At that point, you need to pay the guy. And if you're not going to pay him, flip him, get the draft picks, and let somebody else pay him. But I don't think this is going to be up to the Baltimore Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson is in control of this entire situation. And if the Ravens aren't willing to pay him and they try to do this franchise tag dance, it's going to end poorly for them.
1: Alec, he's up next in Maryland. Alec, what do you got on Lamar?
4: Hey, I just want to start off by thanking you guys for taking the call. I love listening to you on the way home. Um, I agree with everything you guys have said. I think it's ridiculous. I, I grew up in Maryland. I'm a lifelong Dolphins fan, and I hear so many people this year talk about how it was Lamar's prove-it year and how Lamar's blown games. And it's it's me, frustrated me as a football fan because it was the Baltimore Ravens situation to prove to him that they want him to be their franchise quarterback, and they're not. And as a Dolphins fan, I want him in Miami. Uh, I know you guys said it would be – hard to put together potentially a trade package, but with how defensive-minded the Ravens are uh, and some of these star players, the Dolphins, I know acquiring Bradley Chubb would be tough to flip them in an offseason where you just acquired him in the regular season, but maybe a player like Christian Wilkins, who I really wouldn't like to see leave, but capitalize on his value with potentially adding in Tua and some draft picks
1: from Lamar in
4: Miami, his hometown, and have him with Mike McDaniels. And give him an actual offensive coordinator for
1: once. Yeah, listen, uh, Lamar to the Dolphins for Christian Wilkins and a one or two ones. I mean, that's that's not a bad deal. That's not a bad deal. It's not I, I, not a
2: bad okay. deal. I,
1: it's a lot to give up if you are the Dolphins, but it's honestly, it's not a lot to give up when you really truly think about it. No, when you have to get the when you have a chance to get that
2: level of talent.
1: That's a fair deal.
2: So, Carlin, I just went back and, and looked because we know Rashad Bateman going down in, in game four uh, of the season had an adverse effect on Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I think that was week four where Lamar, where Lamar lost Rashad Bateman, who was supposed to be his number one receiver, his threat outside of the numbers down the field, because they had traded away Hollywood Brown. So, week four, through the first four weeks of the NFL season, no quarterback had more passing touchdowns than Lamar Jackson. So can we stop with this whole narrative that he needs to prove that he can be a down-the-field passer? He, he can do it, Carlin. They just don't have the guys. That, for goodness sakes, they went out and signed Deshaun Jackson. How old, Deshaun Jackson's my age. He's 40 years old. They went out and signed Deshaun Jackson because they needed a vertical threat in the passing game outside of the numbers. Stop coming up with reasons or things that you think Lamar needs to prove. He has proven all that he needs to prove in order to get paid in this league. He is going to be an MVP. He's already an MVP. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert ain't got MVPs. Guess what? They ain't going to have no problem getting their money this offseason. Why does Lamar have to jump all of these different hurdles? Why do we continue to move the goalposts when it comes to Lamar Jackson getting his money? Why? Why? You know why. There's different
1: reasons. There's plenty of different reasons yeah, It only here. feels
2: like there's one reason. Yeah,
1: Brian in Pennsylvania next on ESPN Radio. Brian, what's going on? Hey, uh, listen, real quick. I, I you know, I'm Steelers fan, die hard, and I, I got to tell you, as much as I despise the
5: Ravens, I really like Lamar. I think Lamar's, you know, world-class athlete. You know, always tough games when he plays us, but just something I go back to. It's we talk about now, Lamar being. You know, as a deep threat quarterback, which obviously he is. You know, his first, how many years he, you know, the scrambling quarterback. You know, that, you know, Michael Vick, Colin Kaepernick esh. You know, with the ability. I just, I just remember as a Steeler fan, seeing everything go south whenever Hollywood Brown left that team. That was his best threat. I know Brown, you know, left that team because he wanted to play in a different offense, or whatever. But I think now that they're using Lamar as, 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 as more of that passing threat. Now that Hollywood's Brown is gone, I think that really contributes to the. So the play that the Ravens are, are kind of going with, and I, I think that's where they're at a crosshairs is, you know, Lamar wishes he
3: still had that threat.
1: And yeah, but like it, you said, honestly, row, the Bateman happen. thing, as Chris points out, is bigger than Hollywood Brown. How many passes did Hollywood Brown drop in the last few years? You yeah. know?
2: But you know the other thing that we're missing, Carlin? You know the other thing that we're missing? Since they drafted Lamar Jackson, they've only missed the playoffs once. They've only missed, think about that. They've only missed the playoffs once. You talk about sustained success. Think about what that team was when he took over in 2018. They were a four and five ball club with Joe Flacco. They were teetering. He takes over. They're hosting a wild card game against the Chargers. He didn't play well, but guess what? Lamar Jackson gives you a chance to compete and win that division every year. He gives you a chance to compete and win a championship every year because you're going to punch your ticket to the dance. Isn't that worth something? Uh. You're talking about he's not healthy or he's missing all of these games. They're in the playoffs every year. Every single year, including this one. Colin, he ain't played in a month and a half. They're still in the playoffs. That's how good he was earlier in the season. To hell with all of the statistics and the metrics and how we try to analyze quarterbacks with numbers. The guy puts you in the playoffs every single year. You have a shot with Lamar Jackson. What is that worth?
1: It's worth $250 million. It's worth the numbers for a
2: franchise quarterback. This is what I don't get. And here's the other thing, Carlin. We're talking about Lamar Jackson gets hurt every year. Lamar Jackson game logs. 16 games played his rookie year. 15 games played in 2019. Remember, he sat out the last year because they didn't need the regular season finale. They were 13-2. Tw- two 2020, he missed one game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They lost 14-19. Played 15 games that year. Last year, he missed 12 games. They missed the playoffs, even though he was 7-5. Last year, he missed four games.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify?
6: Yeah,
2: four, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year he missed
0: last five, five, year, five games. games. Five it games. was 17
2: game regular yep. season. Yep. Last year he missed five games. He was seven and five as a starter, though. This year he's missed five games, eight and four as a starter. They still made it to the playoffs. Colin, what are we talking about? I mean, like we're talking about the guy missing time, like he's missing the entire season. No, he missed five games and he played well enough in the 12 games that he was on the field where they qualified for the playoffs as a wild card. They only had to win two games in a month and a half. In a month and a half, they only had to win two games because of how he played the first three months of the season. What the hell are we talking about? Pay the guy. What more does he have to prove? For all of these people that say he's got to prove he can do this, he's got to prove he can do that. He's proven that he can win enough to get you to the playoffs every year. End of conversation. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
0: Canty and Carlin.
1: We hear this from the GM very much, especially a GM who I don't know that we can honestly say with a record of forty-five and fifty-three mm. and one. I should throw in the tie. Throwing the tie for uh, good measure. Yeah. That uh, he wants to take out the head coach and is talking about the team's need to get it right with the quarterback. And I'll explain in a second. It's Chris Ballard, who is the GM of the Colts. Am I wrong to say that maybe Chris Ballard isn't on the best footing? As GM of the Colts? I mean, I don't think that's a stretch. No, I don't yeah. think so either. I don't think so either. Uh, this, listen to what he had to say about Jeff Saturday and the conversation he had with Jim Ursay when Jim wanted to
6: hire Jeff Saturday. He's going to be a candidate, okay? Um, tough. And I told Mr. Ursay this. I mean, I like when, when, he, when he made the decision and we talked through Jeff, I, I, I voiced my concerns, which, I, were? which were, look, this is unprecedented, and we're putting him into a really tough situation here, taking a, a team over midseason. Um, it's going to be tough, and I wanted to make sure he understood that. And I had the same talk with Jeff.
1: Do you think that that is exactly a ringing endorsement for Jeff Saturday's ability to get this head coaching job on a permanent basis?
2: Uh, no, it doesn't sound like it's a ringing endorsement of <laughs> he, Jeff What he just said. Start with, he's a candidate. Yeah, he's a candidate, <laughs> but here's the thing. Owners typically get what they want, and if the owner is pushing for something, then yeah. who the hell is Chris Ballard to talk him off of it, considering all of the swings and misses that we've seen from Chris Ballard. Carlin, I mean, Chris Ballard has had, what, one, two, three, four, five different quarterbacks Yeah, in his tenure as general manager with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, you can't help and, it and, happen, and, but, but let's be clear. The decisions that he made after the Andrew Luck situation, that, that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. After Andrew Luck walked away, but you worked out with Phillip Rivers. He took you to the playoffs, but it left a lot to be desired, and well, Phillip Rivers was on last legs. Wild card. You, you traded a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. You want to pin that on Frank Reich? Yeah. I, I don't well, know. Well, 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 Chris Ballard is the one that that, that signed off on it. He yeah. pulled the trigger. So yeah. well, that's on his resume. Then you went and made the Matt Ryan trade which turns out to be a disaster. Yep. So, I mean, you've been cycling through these retread quarterbacks. At some point, as the general manager, you have to wear those decisions. And then, oh, by the way, that Frank Reich hire, that's on you, bro. You hired him. So now you're going through your second coaching search. Now you've gone through four different quarterbacks since the Andrew Luck thing. And this will be your second head coach. How many more opportunities you going to get, bro? Chris, you know what I've
1: never understood? And I had a, a a coach, a longtime coach, one time say this to me. It was an NBA coach. Mm. And listen, I understand why a coach would feel this way. But when you think about it, it's 100% true. When you look at uh, coaches and how great they were over their careers, you look at their record. We never look at records when it comes to a GM mm. A record is never associated with a GM or tied to him. And 45-53-1 is what Chris Ballard is. And speaking of the quarterback, listen to this. Just tell me there's not a little bit of sarcasm in what he has to say here, especially at the beginning, about the
6: need to get this right. We can take one as an organization. And y'all are going to celebrate it and say we have got the savior for the Colts. And then if he doesn't play well... Why'd you take that guy? You got to be right. We got to be right. We understand the magnitude of where we're at in the draft, and we understand the importance of the position.
1: Now, if you look at the history in the draft outside of the quarterback position, Chris Ballard hasn't been bad. No. He hasn't been bad. He's drafted some really good players, but this is completely different, and there is a little I don't know how else to put it. There is a little wise-ass in there. Oh, we got to be right. You know, you guys are going to kill us if he doesn't play well. Well, of course, this is the deal, dude. This is how it works. You are
2: the one with the pressure on you to get it right. There's no question about it. In six seasons as the general manager, he's made the playoffs twice, and he's had three winning records, Carlin. That just ain't good enough for a GM. And at some point, when you're cycling through quarterbacks and head coaches, you got to get those positions right. Otherwise, your franchise has no chance of having sustained success. There are plenty, plenty of coaching jobs open, and
1: there may be a couple of more based on what happens this weekend. That's next.
0: Canty and Carlin,
1: weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.